Welcome back to the program, and good to have you on a Monday. The Bill Michaels Show. We are broadcasting live today from uh, Ironwood Golf Course. We're here in Sussex, Wisconsin, and tonight is the first of our uh, cigar dinners for Quick Trip and Tobacco Outlet Plus, so that's the reason we are here. And it is a wet, rainy, soggy day, uh, but from what I understand, the weather forecast says that at least it's going to clear up a little bit later on this afternoon. And they've got a uh, uh, an outing today where they are on the course. No golf carts are out, obviously, but uh, they are on the course. So uh, today is kind of that uh, that mood day where you, you got up this morning and you thought, oh, I could just use one more day, just one more weekend day, just stay in bed all day. That's the kind of day it can be. That's the kind of day it is. It's uh, watching the Brewers over the weekend was, uh, to say the very least, somewhat abysmal. Uh, we'll get into the Christian Yelich stuff coming up here shortly. It's not just Christian Yelich, but because he's the guy that's making the money, uh, you certainly have to take a look at him. All is not lost. There are some hopeful numbers and some things to look back on. I mean, in the sense that this team is banged up. Uh, they came out of an 18-game stretch, 9-9. Nine and nine. Things aren't terrible, but they just allowed some games to slip away, and Musgrove almost no hit them on Friday night, and so things just, you know, not trending in the right direction, and they needed a day off today. There is this premise uh, that they limped to the off day because they needed the off day, and I'm going to talk about that as well. Ben, Kenny, how was your weekend? I had an okay weekend, Bill. I was moving yeah. for all of it, so the act of it was horrible, and I never want to do it again. But now that it is finished, looking back, it was tremendous. Plus, I got up and we played Lasonia up in uh, Green Lake, Wisconsin, yesterday, and that was great. Yeah, it. Um, the 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 golf uh, weekend was not bad. We dodged the raindrops. I had two uh, motorcycle rides this weekend and dodged the raindrops, so we only got rained on really. Uh, any any significance, I guess, just once, and that was coming home after everything was said and done. So ultimately, uh, the charities got what they needed, which was what it was all about. Anyway, how'd you play this weekend, by the way? Oh, I played great. I needed, but really? I had I had a Greg Norman esque collapse on the last hole, though. I needed an eight to break ninety five, and I made an eleven. Oh, really? After I'd avoided double bogeys all day. I was playing the best I played wow. in forever. And I just completely. And 11? I melted down. I was a mess. Damn. That is, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's melting down and then some. It was like big. One thing, if, what was it, a par four or five? Par five. I, I was just a mental midget. I didn't have it in me. Wow. That's, to, to say that you needed a, a, just an eight. And instead, you took an eleven. That's that's. that's it was a one putt eleven, by the way. <laughs> oh my god! What'd you do? Put it off the green, down the hill, and into the woods? I. It would take the entire show to go through every shot I had on that hole. Oh my god! I mean, I we've all been there. Don't get me wrong. I don't know. I could not tell you. The la I mean, I've taken a snowman. Okay, every now and then. I can't tell you the last time I took an 11. It's the first 11 I've ever made since I started, you know, keeping wow. a score of real golf holes. I think I took maybe an 11. There was one year that I took an 11. It was at Whistling Straits. And I don't know what hole it is. It's the one that as you start to come back towards the clubhouse, you fly over the, over the, over the water. And... 
I I remember I was tea water just it just draws me. I don't know why it does. It just does, and I couldn't get over the water for, to save the life of me. It kept I kept kind of just semi slicing the ball, and had I had three more yards on it, I'm in the fairway and I'm sitting great. But it was it's it, it's like snakes around two little lakes. If anybody knows what I'm talking about, that's played there, and it just I I, I couldn't keep the ball out of the water so it was one in two out over back in three out four i mean it was just crazy and that might have been the last time i took somewhere significant like close to 11 but on 11 when you needed an eight to bust 95 oof. are any clubs hanging from trees near that 18th green no i had a tremendous attitude well we thought it was going to rain because the forecast was bad so but we got out there and it held off it, it was a beautiful afternoon so I, I was in great spirits. It's it is what it is. I'm working on my oh. my mental makeup. Okay, you know? all right. I get it. Nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, kind of keep your cool, so to speak. Help, but no matter how bad you play, keep your cool and and see what happens. Okay. Um, I uh, I right now uh, I have not really swung a club. Today was going to be the first day, but I've just been. Uh, physically so debilitated over the last month. I just, I'm not, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to. So we'll see what happens later this afternoon. Maybe I'll just be the, uh, you know, alternate putter or something like that. But we'll see. see I did, I did do your, uh, your plan though. I had a Pro V1 in my pocket and I would putt with it, which I think is wildly illegal, but it worked Uh, out great. It is, it is, but it's round and it's white. Who cares? Yeah. It's genius. If I was if I was playing the tour, yes, it would be wildly illegal. If I'm playing with a couple of buddies, and yeah, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. The only time they notice is notice anything like, and it's not like I'm playing going from a ball that says ball to a Pro V1. I mean, I'm usually playing like a a tour soft or something like that, something with a little more control, so I'm not sticking it in the woods uh, consistently. But uh, but when I putt, I I just like the feel of a Pro V1. I, I just do. So I don't know. I don't know why. I feel like I don't even. Can, I can't even sense the roll. You just can tell. You can just feel in your wrists from the time your wrists and your arms come through. You can feel it tap the club and the way it rolls off the putter face. You can just you can talk it through as if to say you know what the hell you're talking about. But Pro V1s just feel right to me for whatever reason. Agree. So, um, anyway, it is, uh, it has been an active day here at the golf course. They've got an outing that's getting ready to go out, uh, later this afternoon. We've got all of our friends from, uh, the, uh, tobacco outlet plus grocery stores and, uh, the, uh, first cigar dinner of the year. They're going to go out and play nine holes, probably on the front nine. And then after that, uh, there's dinner upstairs in the barn. And as long as it gets a little bit warmer, it's not going to be terrible. Uh, the barn is covered obviously. So we're still going to have some fun and have a few cigars and, Call it a day. So it's it's going to be kind of nice in that sense. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, that's the phone number, 877-867-1670. Also, in the meantime, if you want to hit us over on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels, or at Ben Z. Kenny, you can find us both there. You can find him as well. You can find us over on the Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. Facebook.com slash The Bill Michael Show. You can find us on YouTube. Go to YouTube.com. Subscribe for free. YouTube.com. Simply uh, Bill Michael Show. Same thing over on Twitch TV. And uh, then all Spotify, Apple, 
Google Podcast sections, uh, Odyssey, iHeart apps, and you can find us when you download the app that is the Zone Madison, the Zone W O Z N, the Zone in Madison, and you can download the app and take us anywhere and everywhere. It's just that simple. Over the weekend, some things to get a, a kind of uh, address here. Brewers lose yesterday, six to four. We all know that. Final in 10 innings. You thought when they tied it up, here we go. You're going to steal one. You're going to escape. You're going to have a good feeling going into the break. And nah. Uh, and by break, I mean one day off. They're off today, back at it tomorrow when Ben Kenny's uh, Joe Girardi list Philadelphia Phillies uh, become the foe. However, uh, they ended up uh, letting it go and the Brewers lose 6 to 4. So he, there's so much to grab onto. The offense. Uh, it was all the talk this morning. They stink. They went over over in two back-to-back nights. They can't hit. Lorenzo Cain's terrible. Christian Yelich is terrible. You know, I look at it this way. Do, do you want to go glasses half empty or glasses half full? Glasses half full, uh, I had said at the beginning of the season, 4.2. 4.2. 2. 4.2 runs per game is the key number. If you get over that, you're going to win. To that or over that, you're going to win a lot of games. Right now, they're at 4.4 runs per game. That's not bad for a team that is so banged up. Now, you, you might get Adamas and Renfro back here soon, so you cross your fingers for that. And if that happens and, and they're ready to go, then, yeah, things begin to trend back into the proper direction. If they don't come back and things continue to, you know, kind of falter, well, then, you you know, have obviously got some issues. But uh, on Friday night, Saturday night, 7 to nothing, 4 to nothing. Couldn't get it done. They did get the win in game one of the series, 5-4. to four. They got that one. They ended up uh, losing that game in the last two games in Chicago. We all know they let that uh, that one on the first get away. You know, um, so they, there, there's things to talk about. But a couple of different things I want to get into. First of all, with Christian Yelich. Christian Yelich, uh, he is 0 for June. Um, his RBIs are next to nothing. Since he made the post after the cycle, he has been nothing short of awful. Nothing short of awful. Uh, It's just bad. The people that came out of the woodwork to point the finger to say, see, I told you he's back. I, and I get it. There's a lot of Christian Yelich fans. He is probably, um, my assumption would be, many people, since Ryan Braun has retired, um, he's probably the the fan favorite. I wouldn't doubt that, right? He's probably a fan favorite at American Family Field. And there's a lot of defenders out there. Come on, Christian green and gold glasses, or I should say blue and gold glasses, uh, he'll be fine. Don't worry about it. He'll be fine. Since the kneecap, he has been a shell of himself. He Three weeks, people keep pointing back to when he went on these little you know, surges. A surge does not make a season. I've been saying this since the beginning of the year. I don't want to see a week. I don't want to see two weeks. I want to see a month, month and a half. I want to see consistency. Get, if he's going to hit 275 or above, give you 25 home runs, 80 RBIs, that's a hell of a season. That's a nice bounce back for him. He is nowhere close to that. Nowhere close to that. 
So when he goes on these little spurts and people get excited, yeah, get excited, feel optimistic, but don't be fooled. Because right now he is what he is. Until he puts an entire season together, it it, it just it, it doesn't matter. And I, I I just keep stressing that. Until he puts an entire season together, it just doesn't matter. Because right now Christian Yelich is mired in an absolutely positively awful, awful slump. Since he hit for the cycle in Cincinnati. Since he hit the cycle in Cincinnati, he's 14 of 85 with a batting average of 164 and on base percentage of 252. He has a total of two, two extra base hits, 10 walks, zero homers, and 29, almost three to one strikeouts. 24 hits. And walks, but 29 strikeouts. 10 walks, 14 hits. That's 24 times on base. Zero home runs, by the way. Yeah, 29 strikeouts. That is awful. It's it's beyond bad. Don't know what else to say. It's just bad. He's watching a lot of balls go right down the middle. Um, and, and and I'll say this. I'm not saying it's true. Christian Yelich right now, who had his average up to 244, is now bad, batting 218. A total for the season on base percentage of 313 stinks. Slugging percentage 360 stinks. OPS 673 stinks. A 0.4 war right now. 0.4. So when it comes to Yelich and what he's giving you, the argument that many are making is why is Craig Council so blind as not to see that Christian Yelich should be nowhere near the top of the batting order anymore? Nowhere. There are cases to be made to say, okay, I understand. I'll tell you what those are when we come back, and we will hear from Craig Council as well after yesterday's game. I want you to hear those comments. But there are there is a case to be made to understand. Because I, I, I'll say this. Ken Maka was not a great manager. But when I would go into Ken Maka's office and sit down and talk with him, Ken Maka, you'd ask him specific questions, hard questions. Not to be a jerk, but to legitimately say, what is this? Why is this happening? And after you walked away, you could say, okay, I understand what he's thinking. I get it. I understand what's going on. I get it. No problem. But in the grand scheme of things, it's still not right. It still doesn't make sense. To the eyeball test, it, it you can't keep doing this. Christian Yelich... Can, you can kind of look at his circumstances the exact same way. 
and I'll tell you what they are when we come back. Stay tuned. We've got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up this portion of the program. Brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. They are the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Big night, Wednesday night. Wednesday Night Live is back at the Wisconsin State Fair Park in the Bud Pavilion. Cherry Pie takes the stage Wednesday night. Had a chance to see those guys uh, on Friday. As a matter of fact, down at Root Fest in Franklin. Had a great time down there, but uh, Cherry Pie takes the stage at the Wisconsin State Fair Park this coming Wednesday night. See you there for Wednesday Night Live. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show and today's a special one we are broadcasting live we're at uh, ironwood golf course here in sussex i love this place this is my home course i have not had a chance to really play it here uh this year because uh just I, i've had some just some health issues I, I just haven't been able to get out and do it as much or at all for that matter this season so i'm, I'm really hopeful that eventually uh, I'm going to be able to get back out there and swing. I'm going to give it a shot today. We'll see what happens, but uh, I'm not expecting too much, uh, to be quite honest with you. Um, maybe that's what's wrong with the Brewers. I don't know. I- I'm not going to sit here and say that all is is terrible because uh, let's look at it this way. They're averaging 4.4 runs per game on the season. They are second in Major League Baseball in home runs. They are ninth in triples. However... Here's some of the just the goofy off the wall numbers. They're tenth in walks, so not bad. They can get on base in other ways, but they're twenty sixth in doubles. Go figure. For a team that's second in home runs, you would figure a few of those balls that would normally go over the wall would fall a little bit short, and you would have at least a couple of doubles, right? Maybe they're just a fast team because they're ninth overall in triples on the season, but they're 25th in batting average, yet 17th in OPS because of the walks. It, it's it, it, what I'm, what I'm trying to tell you is it's a much like the all or nothing that they have. That's the way they are. This team is all or nothing. Second overall in home runs, 26th in doubles, Ninth in triples, 25th in average. <laughs> just just goofy, goofy numbers, offensively speaking, for the Milwaukee Brewers. Now, with, with Christian Yelich, before we hear from Craig Council, with Christian Yelich, one of the things to think about, they one of the things to think about is that Christian Yelich's analytics, and I know people hate to hear this, and I do too, his analytics would tell you with the frequency with which he does hit the ball when it comes to hitting the ball hard is at an, a better than average rate in Major League Baseball. Believe it or not, when he makes contact, he's making good contact for the most part, above average contact for Major League Baseball. But yet, he's striking out at a ridiculous rate. His number of first pitch take at bats is ridiculous. He 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 takes only, almost the first pitch at every at bat. He's behind in the count more often than not, which means he's swinging defensively. All the things that he wasn't 
pitchers are not afraid of this guy. It used to be you'd never give him a down-the-middle first-pitch fastball just to get ahead. Now, you don't fear him. Not even remotely. Pitchers are hitting the strike zone against him first pitch 72.8% of the time. So, like I said, it used to be you didn't want to get close. You wanted to kind of get him fishing to get him behind in the count. Now, go right at him. Why? You don't fear him. But even though the analytics would tell you the, the saber metrics of launch speed and how hard he's hitting the baseball on a consistent basis, you would say, okay, it's it's going to start to happen. But the dude has like an RBI in a month, no home runs. He's, he's not hitting for power. I'm still, even though we, he put up a couple of home runs in a short period of time, I still think that Ben, when we made the bet on the over and under of 15 home runs total on the season, uh, he's over the last month, he's made me feel pretty good about that. After, after, after hitting for the cycle in Cincinnati, I was thinking, oh, boy, you know, he's going to bust that open easy. And all of a sudden, he's gone again. Yeah, I'm going to lose that bet. He, I don't think he gets to 15. He's What's at he five. He's at five or six. Yeah, five. But he had four or five in the first, you know, month and a half. Nothing right. in the last month. Well, he didn't hit. He hit one after like a, a few weeks. It didn't. It took him a while. And then when he got one, he got a couple, and then he got the hit for the cycle on Cincy. And since then, he's he's terrible. There was that Pirates game. I think he might have had two, or he had that big one. That was the first Twitter video. That was yeah. where the theory originated. But yeah, no, it's it's not been good. Yeah, it's it's he's been bad. So I I get why council can look at this and say, among other reasons, we're going to leave him in the third hole. But at some point, you you got to say, you're not helping the ball club. Like I said, Ken Maka used to give me the analytics and statistics and all the different things when I would ask him questions about stuff, whatever it was, you know, because it's been so long. But I just remember I would go into those, those meetings and those little one-on-ones and ask him certain things and then I'd walk away going, okay, I understand what he's saying. I'm, I'm not I'm not disagreeing because what he's saying is right. But to the eyeball test, no, this sucks. Christian Yelich right now, for all intents and purposes, sucks. I, I mean, I'm sorry. I know there's a lot of people that are Christian Yelich fans. But two weeks of a season, three weeks of a season, don't make you a season. And you certainly aren't living up to the contract expectations because ultimately that's where the, the the microscope comes from is the amount of money. And it's not an exorbitant amount. It's not like they gave him, you know, $40 million over six years or, or $40 million a year for six years or 10 years or something. But remember when we were talking about this guy down in spring training that there was rumor of a contract extension coming, and we were thinking this guy, boy, if he ended up going to the open market, he could be the first half-a-billion-dollar man. Remember that? Now? I wouldn't pay a buck and a quarter for him. He's awful. He's, he's, his, he is consistent. Uh, Jason said he's in, too inconsistent. No, he's consistent. He stinks more often than not. And he's he's a good guy. He doesn't do anything wrong away from the field. Doesn't say anything wrong. It is kind of soft and mealy, 
so to speak. I mean, he's not an outspoken guy. He's not a rah-rah guy. He's not a big leader guy. He's not in the clubhouse giving speeches guy. He goes about his business, and his defense hasn't even been as great as we have seen in the past. It's just it's it's been this disappointing decline. And I'll say this, and this is one other side of it. The argument by many, more outside looking in, but I don't have a way to defend it anymore, is the only time he succeeded was back when the Brewers were being accused of stealing signs, specifically Christian Yelich. Now, I think it's crap. But what the hell do I know? Because no, there was legitimate proof, visible, all tangible proof of what Houston was doing back during the sign stealing, you know, gate, if you will. But the accusations were that there was more than a few teams in Major League Baseball that were doing something similar. And one of the teams that kept getting mentioned was the Milwaukee Brewers. But yet there was no proof. I said, show me the proof. Nobody ever showed you the proof. But there's always been that subterranean rumor that, yeah, there were certain guys that knew how to work the system, and Yelich was one of them. And I went, ah, come on. The guy's always been a decent hitter. He just finally found his his groove in Milwaukee. He, he's in a great situation. Well, since then, ironically, and the kneecap, he has done nothing, nothing to prove anybody wrong. Nothing. So I, all I say is I don't believe it. Show me the proof. But for those that want to say that, yeah, this is the way he is and this is what was going on, I don't have a comeback anymore. I can't sit here and say, well, look what he's done since then. Because look what he's done since then. His numbers stink. They're nowhere near close to what he used to do. And that's what he got paid for. He got paid to produce not necessarily 326 and 40 home runs, but he was getting paid to hit 275, 280 and give you 20 to 25 home runs and about 85 driven in. That's the numbers that's kind of kind of kind of uh, melds out into his what his contract would be. He's been below far below that since signing that deal. And I cannot anymore believe that it was just his kneecap, just the injury. I can't I just can't. I don't know if it's mental. I don't know if he's just trying to slap the ball. I don't know if he's just trying to do anything and everything just to get on. I, I, I couldn't tell you. But the guy that we saw versus the guy that we saw, and I'll say this, looked confident at the plate. And looked confident. Why? Because it looked like he knew what was coming. Whatever he was doing, he was guessing right. And he looked strong. You could. There was no place in that strike zone you could throw a ball without Christian Yelich pelting it somewhere, either going the opposite way down the left field line or driving it out over the right center field fence. You, you couldn't do it. You couldn't get it past him until you got to the postseason. And then everything got past him. But once the kneecap happened, that was it. That was it. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Let's do this. When we come back, we will hear from Craig Council. I went a little bit long there, but I got to get to everybody that's hitting me up over on the Bud Light live stream. Thanks to everybody for paying attention today. And uh, if you want to email us, thebillmichaels at gmail dot com. Thebillmichaels at gmail dot com. Find us there. Well, a lot of people chiming in on all of this. Stay tuned. We're going to get to all your reaction. Brewers uh, limp into the uh, into the into the break, if you will. Today's an off day. I'm going to talk about that as well. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. 
This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. As always, we are broadcasting today, a special one today, uh, Ironwood Golf Course here in uh, Sussex, Wisconsin. Here today, uh, we've got our first cigar dinner for courtesy of Quick Trip and Tobacco Outlet Plus, and uh, looking forward to that later this afternoon. The uh, They have a golf outing that is already underway here, uh, went out a little bit earlier today. But uh, they, no golf carts this morning because the rain, it was coming down. I mean, I don't know where it was, what it was like in your area, but in this area here, it was it was heavy and it was steady. It was that kind of rain where it wasn't blowing side to side, no wind, uh, nothing like that. It was just straight downpour, heavy rain, and there was a, a kind of a stream coming down through the uh, ninth fairway o- over here on the uh, first nine, which I think is the Meath. Uh, and uh, so they had uh, to say no golf carts this morning. However, this afternoon, it looks like uh, things are at least what it looks like on the radar are going to dry up or at least get a little bit uh, non-wet, shall we, shall we say. So uh, it looks like the uh, golf outing this afternoon for the cigar dinner uh, is going to be a go. We'll just have to wait and see how things turn out. Is that where so you got about- struck by lightning? No, no. Uh, we're actually, that is coming up at Wild Ridge Golf Course is where I got struck by lightning. Wild Ridge, oh, boy, that's a great question. I was sitting here going through the schedule, and I don't think we do Wild Ridge until, correct me if I'm wrong, I think we are out there in, yeah, Wild Ridge Golf Course on Monday, August 1st is when we're going to be there for the cigar dinner uh, out in Eau Claire. I don't know when the Junior Achievement is. We've always been there for the Junior Achievement golf outing, um, but I don't have a date on that. I don't know if we're booked for that or not. So uh, we'll wait and see. But, no, it was at uh, Wild Ridge out in, uh, out in Eau Claire, and uh, that's where I was doing the interview sitting at the table. And <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, but that's where it happened. So I still have, by the way, Ben Kenny, I still have those shoes. Huh. And the shoe has a blowout burn hole through it. So... The one in a million shoes. Still have them. Should Fit sell them. Closet. Should make them an NFT and sell them if that's possible. Yeah. I, yeah. I'll get you into the hip ways of today. Okay. Yeah. I've Maybe David that. Stearns okay. will buy it. He's a big, uh, or Mark Adnasio. Yeah. He's a big yeah, uh, I, the, card guy. Let's see here. The, uh, um, I, and I have a, uh, I hate to say this, but I have like the picture of authenticity. I didn't realize it at the time, but I have a picture when I was in the hospital that they took of my shoe. And so you can actually match it up from that day and date to the shoe. But yeah, I am no reason to lie about it, but you know, just I'm going through the closet the other day and, and I'm, I used to be, I'm not as much anymore, but I used to be like a shoe collector. I used to be one of those guys that. Every cool sneaker that came out, man, I had to have it. Uh, I was all over it. I had tons and tons and tons of, like, Adidas and some of the newest stuff. And then I even had some Vans and and some of the cooler old-school kicks and stuff from K-Swiss years ago and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I just – I've kind of 
gotten away from that. But I was going through my closet to see what I had. I was going to make it to a, a charity uh, drive in my neighborhood. So I went ahead and pulled out shoes, and I thought, I don't think I can part with these. Not yet. So we'll see. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. So, Craig, before I go any further, Craig Council, got to get to this. After yesterday's game, these are some of the things that he had to say regarding many of the stuff, many of the things we're talking about, and some of that specifically being the uh, discussion regarding Christian Yelich and company. And as we stated before, I mean, Christian Yelich is just, he's the lightning rod because he's the money. He's the lightning rod because he's the guy that everybody was waiting to see really kind of kind of take shape. And it, it just it just hasn't, unfortunately. So uh, council starts off talking a little bit about Eric Lauer's day yesterday. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the three-run inning was, you know, there wasn't a lot there. You know, I, I thought he kind of, he pitched his way through it today and, and did a nice job of it. And then unfortunately, just kind of one of those innings, probably the... The ball to Grisham was the double that gets it started, and then we make a defensive mistake, and then after that, it's you know it's a, it's a bloop and a and a weak ground ball that kind of gets him the run. So the inning he gave up runs, you know maybe one pitch he wants back really. Yep, no doubt. Now the argument is this, and I I thought this was absolutely ludicrous. Everybody looks forward to a day off. Everybody does. When we get to the end of the week and we are really looking forward to a weekend. I'm not going to say that we take it easy because we all do our job. We all want to get to the weekend, but we all do our job. You, you know, now we don't have that ability. We're not playing baseball for a living, okay? Uh, you and I, maybe we cut a few corners, right? Maybe we do a few things we don't normally do or don't do some things that we would normally do, right? We all we all cut a few corners. We all get to. We've all had that, right? But as a baseball player, how do you cut a corner? Maybe you don't take batting practice that day. Maybe you're resting a little bit. You're just trying to manage your your energy as you kind of creep towards a long stretch. You had 18 games or 19 games, 18 days, that type of thing. You don't, you know, it's not like you're standing at the plate going, boy, I'm just going to swing and get through this thing just till we can get to the weekend because you can't. You're out there doing everything you can to win. It, it is a different sports and athletics, sp- specifically professionally, are such a different mentality. With 25, 30,000 people watching you, you're not cutting corners. It's not like you're not going to bend over for a baseball. Ah, get it through my legs. No, because then the inning extends. Therefore, you don't get to the off day any quicker. What you're hoping for is to get some base knocks, to get some runs, get a win, get it under your belt, and get the hell out of there. That's what you want. So this whole thing where people are saying, oh, boy, they just they, they limped. To the off day. Now, it's one thing if you're limping towards an all-star break and you're going to get six, seven days off midseason. Okay, maybe a little bit. Or if your season sucks and you can see the end of your season coming, yeah, you're probably not doing the same thing with the same amount of effort just because you're waiting for the season to end because you really don't have much to play for. The Brewers got everything to play for. They, they do. They're trying to snap the losing streak. They're trying to stay on top of the National League Central. They're trying to win a division, trying to win themselves deep into the postseason, and trying to get themselves right. Now, we know that maybe a little bit of rest time away from a long stretch can help, but you're not t- – what, what the hell is this? Oh, i going to be off tomorrow. can't wait for tomorrow. It's not like you're going to Bermuda, for God's sakes. 
You're going to take a day off, maybe go to Gillies and get some ice cream. You know? Maybe head over to Oscars. Maybe you're going to go over to Cabela's, do a little shopping, maybe for something for hunting season later on down the road. Pick up a new rod and reel if you're going to go fish for a day with Euchre. But you're not going, boy, I'm not going to play today. I'm just, I'm not going to, whatever. That, that, it's a crap excuse. But uh, Craig Council did say, everybody, looking forward to at least one off day. Yeah, I mean, it's a, uh, look, I mean, I think everybody's looking forward to an off day. I don't, I don't think that changes no matter what most, most times of the year. But, um, you know, like I said, we're getting healthier and, and, and just a day for everybody to, to kind of get away from it, frankly, is, is good. Um, as far as the bats go, and I give you this, I gave you this, uh, the statistics before. Uh, it has been quiet, as Council alluded to, for the bats. It's been quiet for sure. Um, we're just in a little stretch where we're, uh, you know, we're not getting much going. No, they're not. 18 games, 17 days. I think I said 19 and 18 before, but it's 18 and 17. Uh, not really an excuse for the offensive struggles. No, I mean, I think we, you're going to go through stretches of the season where you're, you just got some guys that aren't swinging the bat well. You know, we're, we're missing, we got some guys banged up, and that, that's kind of changed who's been playing a little bit. But um, it doesn't, you know, everybody's, everybody's got a 162-game schedule with, with no off days and all that stuff, so it's not an excuse. There you go. That's it. That's it. I mean, look, you can talk about the bats. Oh, it's a tough stretch, so the bats went silent. Well, who cares? What about the first 10 games of an 18-game stretch? What about the first 15 games of an 18-game stretch? I don't want to hear this. It's excuse-making. It's crap. It, it's, it's, it's not right. By the way, uh, for those that were wondering, Keston Hura, since he's come back in the last seven days, seven for 22, three runs, three home runs, one double, one RBI, or three hits, I should say, no home runs. One RBI, four walks, 15 strikeouts. Comes back, gets the big, you know, the big walk-off. Everybody's like, yeah, here we go. That's that kid that went down to the minors. He was busting ass. He was hitting everything. And then he comes up, figures it out, and then goes right back to what it is. Kessie Hira may be a career minor leaguer. One of the best ever to play in the minors, but one of the uh, most, um, you can't figure him, figure him out conundrums from minor leagues to pros to ever swing a ball, uh, swing a ball back. Just goes right back into it, hitting 218 on the season. It's, it's frustrating. I get it. Bruce, we're going to get to all of your, your statements over there on the Bud Light live stream. That's coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. few days, I'm sure, have felt like 500 miles for the uh, Milwaukee Brewers as they ended up falling to the San Diego Padres, the last three. Off today, back at it tomorrow. And here's another thing uh, that I, I want to address and I want to get into. Um, I was over on Twitter this morning and kind of putting out some of the uh, the stuff regarding the show. And uh, there was one particular comment that basically said that nobody was, or I shouldn't say nobody, but the crowd was less on bobblehead day. 
The crowd was last on bobblehead, bobblehead day. And they wanted to know if it was a byproduct of gas prices. And, you know, I kind of said, the the question came and said, hey, Bill, do you think the gas prices and generally everything going up is affecting the attendance at Brewers games? I have friends there today, and they say it looks light for a Sunday bobblehead day. And my reaction was basically, look, I'm sure gas prices have something to do with it, the cost of, of living going up and pretty significantly over the last few months specifically. Um, has, you know, had people thinking twice about the money they want to spend and where they want to spend it. Um, and people responded, you know, with certain things about the amount of, you know, the, the cost of a beer price now, the cost of tickets and such and things going up, and the fact that the team is not entertaining to watch. They're, they're not hitting the baseball with any con- kind of consistency. So some of that has turned people off, and I, I understand that. Uh, but Drew Time says, yeah, uh, once-in-a-lifetime pitching staff. Right now should be the time you go all in. The upper half in Major League Baseball attendance and the lower half for payroll. The team was bought for under $250 million and now valued over a billion. Mark Antanasio needs to sell the team to someone who truly wants to win a World Series. And he, he said, Mark is cheap, so why should fans pay? And uh, my reaction to that is basically, look, Mark Antanasio has spent money on the Brewers. First of all, the Christian Yelich contract was a big contract. Let's not fool ourselves. He did spend money. Uh, In a season in which last year you didn't think he was going to spend money. As a matter of fact, I thought they would contract some money. They ended up spending it. They went and got Colton Wong and Jackie Bradley Jr. They picked up, and granted, that turned out to be you know, a bad deal, but they spent money. Now, because he didn't spend as much money as you think he should have or bought the player that you wanted him to get, doesn't mean they didn't spend money. They spent more in arbitration on guys like Josh Hader. Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns. You know, they they went out and, yeah, they found themselves a, kind of a retread, if you will, and Andrew McCutcheon, who's still at, at least a, a, in parts paying off. Hunter Renfro, Narvaez, they've got a decent staff. Urias is, is now your everyday third baseman. Where, where did you want him to spend the money? Because it's easy to say go spend the money. Where? We went through the numbers. Now, Rowdy Telez has since cooled off, but for a, a period of time, he was hitting as good, if not better, monetarily speaking, than any of the first basemen in Major League Baseball that got the big contracts. He was paying better dividends. Hell, he had better numbers. So it's easy to say go spend money and sell the team. First of all, that's ridiculous because he's been a good owner. The last time the Brewers have been in back-to-back-to-back-to-back Postseasons was um let's see here I mean, two plus ten plus oh never so I I understand you would like that one other piece but you you were counting on Kane to have a bounce back here you were counting on Christian Yelich to have a bounce back here you were counting on guys to be healthy 
When you've got six, seven, eight guys, Woodruff's down, Peralta's down, Narvaez has been down, Renfro's down, Adamas is down, Urias has been down. I mean, I can go through the list. You're banged up. You come off, you're banged up and you come off of an 18-game road trip or, or stretch where you're 9-9. Nine and nine. It's not bad. But we'll talk about that when we come back. And we'll get to all your comments over on the Bud Light live stream, I promise. Stay tuned. Broadcasting live, Ironwood Golf Course here in Sussex. Beautiful place. I love it out here. Just a great landscape. You can see it if you're watching on the Bud Light live stream. Stay tuned. Got a lot more of the Bill Michaels show coming up. Three more hours, as a matter of fact, yet to go. We'll be back right after this. The Bill Michaels Show podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe. Subscribe. 